Welcome to Shift, a college admissions, ACT, and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that includes everything you need to ace your ACT test. A full textbook, tons of ACT questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, videos on key topics, a built-in study planner, and full-length practice exams. You can get a free trial by going to achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we've got Shane Bybee from Bybee College Prep with us, and uh, Shane's been on the show a few times. Really happy to have you back. If you could just introduce yourself for people who haven't heard you before, that'd be great. Well, Tyler, thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm, uh, people have got to be tired of hearing about this stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, glad to be back again, though. Uh, uh, my name is Shane Bybee. I run a college prep company in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, a town called South Lake. Um, is our, well, we have two locations, one in South Lake and one in Flower Mount here in the Dallas area. And um, we work with around 400 students every year, uh, helping them get their SAT and ACT scores up, uh, as well as get their applications, college applications done. Yeah, fantastic. And so in college application land, uh, one of the things that is <laughs> definitely new and interesting is... Um, you know, chat GPT and other, what are, let's call them sort of generative AI tools, a generative AI tool, just for Mm -hmm. those who are not sitting in San Francisco, like I am, is a tool that will create stuff for you, usually text content. And so these are things that, you know, I remember being a high school student and using Cliff Notes websites to do my essays without having to read the book. You know, high school kids, one, think that they're smarter than you, especially when it comes to technology. Uh, and two, they love to take shortcuts. So here's ChatGPT. You know, this thing already uh-huh. has caused, you know, ruffled a lot of feathers in, in schools and things like that because people ask ChatGPT to write essays on Joan of Arc or whatever. Um, <laughs> but now people are asking, chat gpt to write college admissions essays for them and i'm Uh yeah i'm just curious kind of like what do you think about that what do you think kind of the impact will be and how maybe uh college admissions readers or i guess you call them admissions officers are going to like adapt to or respond to this change and and also just generally is this a good idea for high school students to do this? My my vote is no, but I'd love to kind of talk through all those parts. It's it's a terrible idea for high school students to do it, and I'll, I can explain why in a minute. I guess I'll there's a lot of what you just said. Um, the easiest thing to say, uh, the easiest thing to address is, is what are college admissions officers doing about it right now? And the answer is nothing. Um, there was some talk. Back in, so ChatGPT came online November 3.0 came out like November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 3.5 came out in this in December or January, and then they had 4.0, the paid version, came out not long, not long after that. You've got Google has Bard and Gemini. I'm not Gemini is coming online too. Um, then you've got Claude, and you've got a couple others that are out there. I think Facebook is trying to or Meta is trying to put together Llama, um, but you know ChatGPT is the one that people have heard of the most. And when it first came out in November, 
my executive director and I sat down and I said, dude, we may be in trouble because we run a college application camp every summer. where We help students sit down with their college applications and get their common app, really get your common app set up. That's the, the purpose of the camp and get everything done, get a couple of essays written. And I was like, you know, Bobby, this is going to, I mean, if a kid can plug in the essay and have chat GPT run it and he was adamant, he said, it's nothing has changed. Uh, he turned out to be right on that aspect of it because we actually had more kids do college app camp than ever before this summer. Mm. So I will say our immediate experience is that students are not turning to it, which is good because the essays that it creates are pretty inauthentic. They have some big problems. What are admissions offices doing about it? Um, they, they initially thought that maybe Common App would be able to put in some type of AI detector, mm -hmm. some type of, of evaluator that said to the student, this, this, we, we've determined this essay is roughly this percentage likely to be AI, right. and that the admissions office would get the same evaluation, then the student would be able to go through and adjust. Um, there's some huge problems with that. M biggest among them is that the um, the AI detectors are completely unreliable. Totally right, and I mean, um, I went through. Not only yeah. is there going to be false negatives, right, but there will be false positives, which is arguably even worse. That's, right? Some kid poured their heart out. Yeah, and like, that's this is AI written. You're like, no, what do I do? I, I took an essay from one of my students from 2019. She's she was an amazing writer, and and working with her, I knew every word of that essay had come from her, mm -hmm. not a single part of it from a machine. I ran it through. The AI detector felt like it was 100% AI. Yeah. And then I took an essay that I actually, I have a YouTube link on this because the other thing some admissions offices decided to do was to release a new essay prompt. We'll release this prompt and this prompt will be AI proof. And so I, I did a YouTube video where I went in and took University of Georgia's prompt that everyone thought was going to be AI proof. And not only did it create a pretty good essay response, to it, but when I ran it through the AI detector, it read it. I think it was 28% likely to be AI. It was 100. Like you, you could watch me create it on Chat GPT in the video. It's no doubt 100% AI, and the the AI detector said it was about 28%. <laughs> so the AI, AI detectors are not like so. So if essentially what the admissions officers have said right now is. We don't have time to deal with it. We're going to have to go through the process this year and make our best, best assessments that we can. One of the best things I've heard so far as a response to it that, that I think could very easily happen, um, because every student now has a video device in their pocket, um, I think what very easily could happen is as a part of the application process, uh, universities, even Common App could go in and do this. Um, and this may be this may only be a year out or so. I mean, it could be could be just that that soon. Have the student do a video response to an essay prompt that they get immediately. So they could have a a bank of twenty different essay prompts, mm. right? And and they could have the student have a video, and you you log in and you record a two to three minute video response to that particular essay. Is that foolproof? No, because you and I both know what I'm going to do. As soon as I find out you have a bank of 20 essay prompts, I'm going to go find out what that bank is. Right. And then I'm going to work with my clients to look at it ahead of time. So my clients are going to be able to look at it ahead of time. They're still going to have an edge. But the university will be able to see the student, see how the student 
articulates what they have to say, you know, and in light of some other conversations that we've had, the our last podcast episode about the Supreme Court decision, that video response is an additional way that universities can, um, uh, they won't be able to work around, but they'll be able to tell pretty quickly uh, the racial makeup of most of the students that are applying. It won't be, that also won't be foolproof, mm-hmm. but it'll be possible. Um, so I think that in admissions world, that's part of what they're going to do. It will not at all surprise me to see that a lot of universities, you know, there's already one thing called Zeme, Z-E-E-M-E-E, that's out there that some universities have been using and have been encouraging students to um, to use as a part of their application process. Huh. That could be a possibility. Um, but yeah, I could see something like that happening uh, as far as the admissions offices. Interesting. Um, on the backside of it, I mean, I think one of the telling things, you know, Stanford, I, I read an article from Stanford back in December, and they were just shocked, shocked, I tell you, that um, uh, half of the students in Stanford reported that someone they knew, obviously someone they knew, had not themselves, had used uh, AI to do their, uh, their final exams. And um, I didn't know this until later, but Stanford had a longstanding tradition, apparently, of um, you may not know this. I'm not a Stanford grad. <laughs> I went to Texas Tech, which is, you know, Harvard on the Plains. Um, but I uh, um, the uh, I, Stanford had a long-standing tradition where students could take do complete their final exams outside of class. Well, then. They added a poll. How many of your do you know someone who used AI to complete their exam? And 50 percent of people said they knew someone who did. Well, guess what Stanford did this spring? Stanford changed its policy about take home exams or about doing it, completing exams outside of class. And going forward, all exams are going to be um, administered in the class according to the to the, their policy. Right. So. As I said, people people love shortcuts, especially students. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and so they 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 were just shocked, shocked. I tell you that Stanford was going to change this tradition. Well, you can't be shocked at both things. You can't be shocked that half of the students are using AI, and you can't be shocked at that the school's going to make it so they can't use AI. Right. Um, And that's it. I I I did uh, in services this summer for two different school districts meeting with their teachers too because the other side of it is ai has a ton of potential for the teachers and I, my comment to the teachers was don't worry about if the student writes their essay using ai one of the really cool assignments i heard a teacher did was they had ai write an essay and then the student's job was to go through and critique the essay that the AI created, because one of the problems with the generative language model, right, the predictive language model, is it has these hallucinations. Um, it's not going to be factually accurate. And when it, you know, you, there's the story of the attorney in New York that got in trouble because he submitted his his case to the to the court, and it had been entirely created by AI, by ChatGPT. And it had made up cases that didn't actually exist. Right, they're what's called hallucinating. Hallucinations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I, a friend of mine, he's a he's a curriculum uh, lead for a, the local school district, and he's a 
he has a doctorate and he's a fan of this one kind of uh, obscure Irish writer and he's working on his book. So he decided to put his intro to a book about that writer through chat GPT to help it, help him edit it. And chat GPT was giving him all kinds of information that didn't exist. And because he's an expert on that writer, he quickly recognized, Hey, that doesn't exist on this. this. Right. So the, um, yeah, there's lots of things like that. So, so there are assignments that students can do. Um, there are things that colleges are going to be able to do. Um, one of the comments was they might have uh, a timed writing that students had to log in at a specific time and they were giving a prompt. I really think the idea that they could do a video, uh, a video response, and additionally because that video response gives the, the university some information they may want that because of the Supreme Court decision, they're no longer allowed to ask for. Um, I could see where there's some unstated ulterior benefit for uh, for that. Yeah, I mean, I think that in general, um, the big thing, like the biggest reason why you shouldn't use ChatGPT in general right now for anything serious is that it hallucinates, right? Like, that is a, a major liability because it, it says everything with full confidence, right? So if you, <laughs> so if you're like, Oh yeah, you know, like the, the great battle of the turtles in 1850 in, in your essay, and then someone's like, what? And they go look it up. It doesn't exist. Right. Then that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. But I think the other reason why, you know, it's probably not wise to use chat GPT to write your essay is because the essay needs to have your voice. I think, like, there's, you know, a lot of emphasis, especially now, on your college admissions essays being really about, like, you and how authentically who you are and all this stuff. And you can't do that if you have a ghostwriter, right? Even if that ghostwriter is a machine. Yeah. Oh, and I... For me, the problem has been it's not just that it's it's not authentic. The problem has also been that it um, it's pretty soulless. I mean, that, that seems like the same thing. Right. But you, you can actually give it you, you can give it some commands and some context to have it do a pretty good tone and you can work on the tone of it and it'll it'll give you some good stuff. But the, when you really start getting into like the examples that it gives, it's going to be pretty generic. It's not going to be able to. I, I did one. I was messing around with it to see what you could get it to create. And, you know, it would say, and it, and I, I loved my grandma's spicy dish, but it wouldn't name the dish. Now, can the student go back in and edit that? Sure. But can the, you know, knowing what to edit and really making it authentic and really feel like you, it's really better. One of the nice things it can do for, for a student is it can help them um, check for, you know, if you, if you fed the essay in, and had it correct for grammar and mechanics, then it could give you a pretty good idea. But I even did that with a couple of essays um, that the students had written that were, I felt like, done. They were completed essays. And both Bard and ChatGPT gave me back a similar set of nine or so things that the, that the student should fix. Right. And I disagreed with all nine, with all nine of them. I didn't think any. So, you know, it's going to worry about, it's, it's the old story. Like, I had a parent, mad at me one time the student we've been working on the student's essay and she was like there's a fragment in the in the second sentence and i was like yeah it's called a rhetorical fragment he's doing it for effect it's perfect stop changing the essay right 
Uh, and so she huffed, huffed and puffed, but I was like, he's it's so that, that part of intentionality that happens in it, it's going to, it's going to take that out. So the essays come across pretty, uh, pretty soulless overall. Um, whenever they're generated strictly by chat GPT, right. what's interesting. And this is Rick Clark from, um, from Georgia tech. He had a blog post about this just recently or an interview, one of the two. Um, he, his comment was that they, they are, Georgia Tech is going to work this year, this admission cycle, on how to use AI to apply it to their application process. And that's what may be the most interesting part of it is um, it's, it's, it's the same thing that's already happening with job resumes, right? That you, send, you submit your resume for, an, for a job opening. Well, that resume is, is screened for keywords. They're looking for keywords in that resume to move you on through the process. Yeah, and the thing and is, everyone I do hates think those. That may be what happens. Everybody hates application reading programs because you know if you didn't go to Stanford or if you don't have a job title that hits a certain keyword, like you get thrown out, right? Mm-hmm. So the, I mean, I'm a little concerned yep. about what Georgia Tech is going to do, but I mean, it, it seems inevitable, right? When you've got fifty thousand essay or fifty thousand applications to colleges now right or i think someone told me that like the number of applications to ucla it went up like a hundred thousand plus yeah a hundred thousand plus now um and you've got to get through all that right the common app is is a great resource and it's a really good thing in a lot of ways but it also has meant that kids have gone from applying to three schools to applying to 20 schools right in some cases so now everyone's yeah, got to turn absolutely. essays. It, I, I, I feel like it's inevitable that they're going to do some sort of screening, like AI screening process. And I have a lot of concerns about that. So I just asked Google Bard um, for UCLA, 169,000 applications for the fall of 2023. Oh my God. And yeah, and they have, a, they, they admitted 12, 12, almost 13,000, 12,700 of those. So how do you sift through 170,000 applications for 13,000 spots with any kind of meaningful way? And, and uh, you know, an individual who does it versus a having a machine to obviously, I mean, John Henry taught us, you know, Paul Bunyan taught us that the machine wins every time. Mm-hmm. The machine can do it and the machine doesn't tire out. The other thing about it, and this is what I try to tell some teachers too, I, I, I think we can get it to the point where the AI can evaluate essays. We, we worked on a rubric looking at the rubric for DBQs for APUSH essays, AP U.S. History essays, and how to tweak it. And we were able to get um, ChatGPT to do two things. One, to give an accurate assessment based on that rubric. Mm-hmm. And two, to provide the student concrete feedback on things to improve based on that, that assessment. So when you can start doing that with the machine, when the machine can do that, and the cool thing, I was an English teacher for 20 years, right? Um, you never wanted your essay to be one of the first ones I read. Cause, because the first 10 or 15 essays I read, I was very faithful to the rubric. Mm-hmm. But around essay 20, I started thinking, you know, essay number five, I, I did it this way. And so there was some slide, right? And so uh, the, both the combination of just me getting a fatigue and perhaps the glass, number of glasses of wine I had had in the grading process would mean you really wanted your essay to be the 95th one that I graded, the 120th one that I graded, not the first one of the first five. Um, but the machine, if you have a machine evaluating the writing, 
then it's always going to it's going to give you the same thing. Now, there's some problems with that. Right. But at least the assessment is going to be consistent and it's going to be consistent every time. It's not going to get tired. So I, I think for practical reasons, you're going to see universities turn to AI as a way of evaluating application packets. Here's the dirty secret in the ad valuations right now. Um, I'm going to, I don't know this for sure about Duke, but I do know this about several schools like that. But my whole line is, you know, no one at Duke is reading your essay. Um, these top schools that have 60,000 applications for 2,500 acceptances, they are hiring um, seasonal readers mm-hmm. uh, who, who, you know, get paid 20, $22 an hour and work between um, November and February every year. And it's, it's Carol in Topeka who dropped the kids off at school and is going to go home and read college essays until she picks them up and make a little extra money. And that's who's reading the essay. It's not the dean of admissions at that university who's reading your essay. And it's probably, at least first read-wise, no one on campus is doing a first read of your essay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a seasonal reader. Well, now if the university, because that seasonal reader is going to take them three or four or five minutes, you can plug that into a an AI uh, device uh, program that, that spits you out an evaluation of that essay in a couple of seconds and doesn't cost you $22 an hour. I mean, there's all kinds of practical reasons that that's what's going to happen. So I 100% think that one of the outcomes of all of this is that universities are going to have come up with some applications for it to sift through their applicant pool more efficiently whether or not that's more accurately, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, at the end of the day, AI is actually going to be kind of implemented in everything that makes sense, right? But it, I think it's not quite there yet. In the same way that there was a lot of talk about how all the cars are going to be self-driving cars by 2022 in 2027, <laughs> and or sorry, in 2017. And, you know, it's 2023 now. That has definitely not happened. Um, it's a lot harder to actually get it from sort of like, this is cool and it can do a couple cool nifty things to like, this is everywhere. That was one of the things that made the iPhone so special. Cause it just like immediately leaped into that category. Um, but I feel like it is going to eventually be everywhere. And so the question is kind of like, what's the, what's sort of a practical and then B what's right. I think that using it to screen people, is inevitable, but as I, you know, as I said before, but also a little problematic, that's going to change essay writing too, because then people are going to be like, okay, here's the top 20 keywords that you need to make sure are in your yep. essay so that the Harvard bot will move you on to stage two or whatever, right? No matter what you do, there's Absolutely. always going to be kind of like a knock-on effect. Mm-hmm. And guys like me are going to spend time figuring out what it is. Mm-hmm. What are the things you have to be sure the words that 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 trigger the the bots to go ahead and approve your essay and give you a higher score? Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I am glad though that you uh, did talk about some of the good things that ChatGPT can do can do now for people that are applying to college. Do you have any other advice for people just in general about like? what they can do are like, what are the good ways they can use chat GPT at this point? You know, I, because chat GPT is, it's, it's kind of still set in 2021, right? So you can't get the most recent information, but you can use it when you have that why us essay, 
why are you wanting to apply to this particular school? Well, you could use, you can, it's not just chat, Google Bard will give you this stuff too. And Google Bard is really, if you uh, incorporate Google Bard into your Google search engine, um, it'll give you the option to really do some deep dives and you can, can get some good information about programs that are available. The problem with the Why Us essay is students will often lean into just regurgitating stuff that was in the promotional material that the university put on their website. Right. So if you really want to find out some information about about so you can ChatGPT is a wonderful search tool. One of the things I tell I told teachers and this is advice I got from a friend of mine was just have a ChatGPT tab open. I just keep it I keep a tab open right now and anytime I go to do a search on Google, I'll go to ChatGPT first and I'll put it in there to see what that gives me. Huh. And I'll use that to kind of get an idea and to get the habit. The the problem with that is what we're learning about chat gpt when it comes to prompt engineering uh is that if you go into chat gpt and tell me tell it write a 300 word essay on why i want to become a doctor by attending santa clara university it's going to spit out all kinds of you know chamber of commerce stuff about what a great place santa clara is Mm. and why being a doctor is so awesome to get a good essay, to have it do it, your your prompt is going to have to be 450 words long. Well, the essay itself is 300 words. Just write the essay. Mm-hmm. And then you can go in. I did this with it. I, I asked it to evaluate some essays using Harvard's rubric because it can go out and it can find on the Internet the rubric that Harvard uses to evaluate essays mm-hmm. and give me feedback on the essay based on that rubric. You could do that for the essay. And at least see kind of what the essay needs, what what are things you might be able to improve. But keeping in mind that, yeah, your your prompt itself is going to need 150, 200 words to be effective to get you a good essay. You might as well just write the essay. I think that's really smart. And I also think that it's just like, I I wouldn't, I don't know. How do you feel about using ChatGPT for editing? I feel like using it for like evaluation is a is a good idea. But would you say like what what edits would you make to this essay or anything like that? Or how would you? Yeah, like is that a useful thing? Or are we still too worried about how it hallucinates and how it maybe like doesn't have your voice? I, I, I think it. I think that could be a good thing. So if you engineer the prompt to tell ChatGPT, tell tell the AI. You are an admissions officer at X university. Um, mm. If using the rubric you would use to evaluate an essay, give me feedback on this essay, and then you can copy and paste your essay into there and read the feedback that it gives you. To give it, I, the one of the places I run into problems with students that we work with sometimes is we have a team of writing coaches, and the, the students will come to me, and Matt will have read the student's essay. Mm-hmm. And then the student will go, hey, could you read my essay too? And I'm like, no. Matt read your essay. Matt is amazingly qualified to read your essay and give you feedback. If I start giving you feedback, I may give you different feedback than what Matt is because the things that I look at or the style that I have is slightly different. You, you're just going to get more stuff. So you want to be careful about asking for too much feedback. But you could read through the feedback that it gives you and then make decisions about whether or not you want to use that. Um, one of the interesting things I read from a guy is he said AI is stupid. Uh, it's one of the I can't remember who it was, but he said AI is not. It, it feels like it's really smart, but because of the way it works, because it's based on those, those those 
two to three letter tokens mm -hmm. that it's processing, really what it's doing is it's looking at what you've input in two or three letter sequences, maybe four letter sequences, and then predicting what the next sequence is likely to be based on what those sequences have been. It's not, it's not nearly as smart as we want to think it is. It feels like it's really smart, but it's not. So put it, put your essay in there, read the feedback that it gives you, ask it to correct. I mean, if you're not sure about a semicolon or a comma, ask it to it. But that's one of the errors it gave me on those essays I evaluated was it said you might want a semicolon here because you might have two independent clauses. Well, it wanted me to put a semicolon before the word T-O-O. -O. It's definitely not an independent clause. Yep. So it's going to give you bad, just know it's going to give you bad advice too. And so read, read that. But it's, if you're a person who's out on your own, you know, it's $175 an hour to have us work with you on your essay. And that's not something you can do. Chat GPT 3.5 is free. Right. Use it. Bard is free. Use it. And, and, and take what it has to, to, to give back to you. But you know, your English teacher is also free and your English teacher can also give you feedback. Right. And at a bare minimum, like you should not use chat GPT as the single source of truth. Like you should always have like an expert English person or the best sort of the best essay editor that you can find be your source of truth. Yes. But just use one. <laughs> yeah. The other part I get is I've had, I've had clients who have taken an essay that we had ready and they, and the mom had a friend who was a professor at the university. And so asked the professor to read through the essay and the professor's like, well, you need more academic language here. And you need more. I'm like, no, you don't. The college essay is not intended to be your, your graduate thesis. It's intended to let them know who you are. And no 17 year old ever said cornucopia voluntarily. So quit giving them that diction option. And have them just write it as who they are. Yeah, I totally agree. Any other thoughts as we wrap this up? Or, yeah, I mean, I feel like we did a good job covering this. But anything else you wanted to say before we I, uh, close it out? No, that's, that's it. It's, it's, I think we are starting to see the energy over chat GPT wane quite a bit. I've read articles where they're, they're losing subscribers at a remarkable rate. Um, but it's the AI is here to stay. Yeah. Um, I heard an, heard an interview with Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson earlier this week, and he said, no one got worried whenever AI beat people at chess, but now that AI can talk to us, we're all kinds of concerned. <laughs> You've been using AI in your car every time you wanted to get from point A to point B. So it's just another tool is all it is. And it's going to be interesting to see how it, but we are so at the, I, I told the teachers and I do think this, I don't think this is an overstatement. I do think as teachers, we were at a front row seat to the invention of the printing press and the, what the power that AI can offer. But, you know, just like the printing press, it, how it actually ends up being used and, and, and manifesting itself in society is still, uh, still to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, we will see. But hey, at least uh, we're living in some interesting times, right? <laughs> Definitely. This Since November, it's been very interesting times over and over again. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world uh, with Tyler from Achievable and Shane Bybee from Bybee College Prep. You can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by going to achievable.me and use the code PODCAST to get 10% off at checkout.